just thank you for these next few moments together. I pray for your word to encourage us, Lord God, to to lift our eyes towards you, to remind us of our purpose here on earth. I pray that we would be encouraged in these next few moments to understand that we are called to go out into all the world to make disciples, Lord God. Remind us again that we are light in a dark world, that the gospel of Jesus Christ brings transformation and change. And we pray that today we'd be reminded of that and that a new boldness and a new faith on the inside of us would build to share our faith in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. You may take a seat. Well, we are uh, part two today of our Share Your Faith series. And we thought we'd mix it up today and have a bit of a panel. And so I'm going to invite Kevin Brett, Jeanette Browning, uh, Matt Pemberton to come and join me up on the platform this morning. Come on, give them a huge hand as they come. And we wanted today to make things really practical. Sometimes we talk about evangelism and we hear an inspiring speech about it, but we ask ourselves questions, well, how do I actually practically do that? And so we wanted to gather some people today that are especially passionate about evangelism and, uh, and really be able to talk today about how do we do that practically, why are we passionate about it, and some of the things that help us to be able to really communicate the gospel to people. And so Jeanette Browning, as many of you would know in our church, has uh, ministered as a missionary in Guinea and obviously been part of this church for many years. And uh, her impact in different cultures is extraordinary. And she's had a capacity to be able to share the gospel in many different places and contexts. And so we're excited today to hear some of her insights. Uh, Matt Pemberton, who um, has done some sports chaplaincy, he does a lot of street evangelism as well, and also is very passionate about sharing his faith. And so we're excited for Matt to be able to share. And uh, Kevin Brett uh, is uh, someone that has ministered all around the world. How many countries have you lived in, Kev? Four different countries, so four different countries, pastored in different places. The only deficiency is he is an all-black supporter in the rugby, and so we still, we're still praying for, for him to be healed of that. But the rest of it is quite good. And I love about Kev, his passion is infectious. Whenever you are around him, uh, people are drawn to him, and people are drawn to him. So I really am excited for him to share some insights as well about sharing our faith. And so... We just wanted to talk about those things practically this morning. And the first question I had for the panel today is, and it probably, maybe it's a frustrating question even for you guys who are really passionate about this, but why is evangelism important? Why is it something that we as believers should see as a top priority to make sure that we share our faith? Hello. <laughs> I'll, I'll start, then I don't finish. Um, well, I think first of all, just looking at Christ, Jesus. I mean, he spent three years training his disciples to what to do. Go out and share the gospel, share the good news, disciple people. So three years, it must have been pretty important for Jesus to do that. And then, of course, when he, at the end of uh, Matthew, book of Matthew, he tells us, doesn't he? Go in to all the world, to all nations, 
and to evangelise, basically, to make disciples. So there's a, there's a couple of, you know, important things that we look at in Scripture where we see, you know, God challenging us, I think. The other Scripture that I really like and has encouraged me is um, from 1 Peter, and chapter 3, verse 15, it says, But in your hearts revere or adore, worship Christ. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that each of us have. So, yeah. Um, I'll let the other guys yeah, say something else. And I think, too, evangelism, uh, when we share our faith, it actually builds our faith. So I think the first thing we should do for every person who becomes a Christian is go and tell someone what you just did. And when you do that, it reinforces what's happened inside of us. So I think evangelism just inspires us to... And Jesus builds and we disciple. And if we can just keep that in focus, he builds, we disciple, then the church will expand. Yeah, that's good. And, uh, you know, Jesus has done so much for us. And it cost him so much. So we, and the world so needs him. So let's share him. Yeah, that's so good. You know, last week when I was speaking to start the series, I gave some statistics to kind of help us have a bit of a, a broad picture to understand where Christianity sits in our nation, in Australia. And uh, some of those stats were that today 43.9% of Aussies identify as a Christian on our most recent survey. That's down from in 1971, 86.2% of Aussies said they were uh, a Christian. And so you can see that that has changed dramatically. It's almost halved. And many of the, the stats tell us that many people aren't identifying with a particular type of Christianity anymore or particular type of church. They're just typing in uh, Christian in, in, in the results. And so there is a difference in people not being connected to a local church as well is, is one of the other elements that are brought out in the statistics too. And so we have the greatest need ever to reach more people in our nation for Jesus but we also have to remind ourselves that the church is a building block to go out from, to go out and reach people. And so we need to see church as both a priority so that we can be built up, but we need to see it as not the only priority, we are called to be sent out. And so there's both a building up of the church and a sending out that we're called to do. And so I wanted to ask everyone on the panel, what do you think are some of the, the blockages or challenges for us as some, for, for sometimes us as believers, we don't share our faith? And what do you think is some of the reasons for that, that we don't do that? I was, I was recently talking to someone about um, my desire to write a book, but I have a fear of writing. And uh, this person said to me, no, I don't think it's a fear of writing. I think it's a fear that no one will read it. And I think when it comes to our faith, we're afraid that people won't listen to us. The, out, the reality is they will, because the world needs hope. If there was ever a time when we need to share the gospel. I don't know if you watch much on uh, some of the news channels around the world, but my goodness, the world is in an interesting state. And I think there's never a greater time now than just to simply share your faith and uh, don't worry about rejection. 
because the Holy Spirit will speak through you. Yeah, very good, Kev. Um, I think f- for all of us, um, you know, the whole thing of perhaps fear or fear of rejection or, you know, there's, you know, what am I going to say um, if I'm yeah, sharing my faith of someone I know or someone on the street. Um, but as Kevin said too, you know, trusting God, the Holy Spirit and and just being real with people um, and the power of God's word is we've, seen as we've been doing some street work and handing out Bibles, um, just seeing how God just touches people. And yeah. it's exciting. It's a real sense of joy, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. I think uh, we need to think uh, very deeply, as deeply as we can, about what Jesus has done for us. And, and then, you know, we may not feel equipped and we have fear as an element, but also we can get a bit distracted, a lot distracted with just life. And we can just get kind of comfortable in our Christian bubble. And so, you know, I think we just, you know, there's that expression, you can either um, struggle or you can nestle. And I think that we just bring the fear, the anxiety, the busyness, whatever it is in our lives that's stopping us from uh, reaching out more. We just need to hold close to God because I spent a lot lot of years feeling like I've got to do this, I've got to do this. But if you just nestle with God, with Jesus, and you just say, I don't know how to do this, um, he will help you and you'll start to see him moving. Yeah, that's really good, Jeanette. I think that's the key to to take that step. It's a bit like Peter when he stepped out out of the water and we all highlight the fact that he stumbled. But everyone else in the boat just had a view of the only person in the world ever walking on water. And so a miracle took place as he just took that step of faith. And I think sometimes we are so worried about what could go wrong in our sharing the faith that we don't actually do it. And I, I would encourage you, I'd prefer it that we made mistakes then we never got out of the boat. Then we just sat there and we never shared our faith. Like if we mumbled our way through it, if we messed up, if we didn't have the right answers, it's a learning curve, but at least we took that step of faith. And I think as Kev said before, our faith is built in that journey as well. And, and being able to do that and just to see what takes place, it's, it's amazing to see how much it stirs up Christians too. I remember a story of when I was at school, there was a a guy that I invited to church, his name was Elijah. And he came along to the service and it was one of those moments where they were doing the altar call at the end. And um, he wasn't going up for the altar call, but like, like a good friend, I said to him, hey, do you think you need to go up for this? <laughs> and so he said to me, oh yeah, I will. And so he came up and had this incredible encounter with God um, on the altar of our church, at the top of our church. And and he, he went out from that place and then on Monday morning, he was so pumped about the decision that he'd made for Jesus. So pumped that he was actually scaring the Christians. They were, they were saying to me like, dude, just calm down a bit, like, just be a bit more quiet about it. And I thought, this is actually so great. 
the, the, the unbelievers were like, whoa, something big's happened in his life and they were pretty impacted. But it was interesting, the result of the Christians. The Christians were like, calm down, you're embarrassing us. And I thought to myself, that's what the Christians needed. They need to be reminded that this is uncomfortable at times, but we should be celebrating this. And so I think let's embrace the uncomfortable with it. And so tell me, what's some practical things that you do when you're trying to share your faith with somebody and, and develop that kind of connection with someone? What's some practical things that you've found yourself doing in life? Uh, I think uh, one of the things like, is to ask God to help, help us to really listen when we're talking to people for those needs and uh, for that point of connection. And then, you know, just go for it. Go for it. Just have the name of Jesus on our lips yeah. and just bring him into the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be my first point too. Listen. Be present. you just got to be present. And if you, just, if you just show interest in people and eyeball them and connect with them everywhere, people just, they'll, they'll listen because... I've got a 91-year-old neighbour and uh, I often pop over and just make sure he's okay because the neighbour next door to me just three nights ago just had supper and dropped dead. And, um, you know, I just think we've just got to be aware of what's going on around us and just, just, just walk across the street. It's the effort and the attention and the detail to... to uh, be, a, be involved with people because, you know, people, people, people are lonely, aren't they? Yeah. People, are, people are lost. People have no hope. And so if we listen and we're present and we can connect and you're listening to what they say, you can just jump in on the back of something and next minute you're, you're talking about Jesus and you're bringing hope and you're bringing life and they just think you're wonderful. But it's the Holy Spirit in you. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, exactly the same sort of thing. Listening, um, just being having having a demeanour too that's comfortable and friendly as well. What that's what we sort of find, I think, as we we go about and sort of wanting to share with people, and and um, and we're fortunate with uh, just being able to hand out some Bibles. And it's amazing how people. Um, some people say, "Do I pay for it?" No, they're free. Um, and, and just the amazing experiences we have around that, um, uh, particularly how people sometimes reject it or walk down the street and then come back and say, yeah, I, I need one, I want one. Um, yeah, so anyway, that we might be stealing some thunder for other questions here, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, nah, it's great. I, the questions, I'm, I am off track with the questions. I just go wherever I want. We're, 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 we're moving on. Yeah. But talking about that, we were talking about this the other day, Matt, and we were, we were chatting about, because you do a lot of street evangelism, and I think for mm. all of us, you know, some of us might never be on the street evangelising no. mm. to, uh, to, to, to just strangers, but mm. I guess from today, we want to encourage you, you've got friends, you've got family mm. members, you've got work colleagues, you've got yeah. people in your world that need to know Jesus. Mm. And so let's have the faith to share in our sphere, in our, in our environment that we have. But you were talking to me the other day about 
sometimes you're on the street and you're you're sharing about Jesus mm. and there is a resistance because of people's history with church and some yeah. of their experience with with Christians or uh, with church and obviously uh, in the media over recent years church mm. has really copped a hammering and sometimes we've brought it on ourselves as well but you were talking to me about the fact of like not focusing on that but trying to direct people mm. to Jesus and mm. how good he is mm. and sure. then and starting at that place do you want to just speak to that for a little bit yeah, um, I mean, I think we, when we sort of, uh, you know, the last couple of years started doing some of this um, street work and handing out Bibles and tracts and that sort of thing, um, uh, there's there there this sense of church, you know, no, I'm not interested, I've had this bad experience, blah, 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 that sort of thing. But when we, when we focus on, well, to you, who is Jesus, you know, we try to sort of steer them around the God thing. Um, and what we particularly find, particularly with young people, there's a real desire out there because there's so much confusion out there mm. to still desire God. There's a superior being out there. There is something that I can grab onto, that I can hold onto. And what is the purpose of life? Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's been really encouraging as far as um, being able to uh, give people the word, and that sort of changes the dynamic sometimes away from the whole shift of church and yeah. perhaps people's bad experiences or I'm not interested in that anymore. Yeah, I've, or I've done that. I love that. So what's some of the um, the things in your toolbox that when it comes to like all right. I know today that I'm going to encounter different people, different things are going to work for the different people that you interact with and we've, we've kind of made mention about asking questions because that can identify where the person's at. But what are some of the things that you would reach for in your evangelism toolbox to be able to help you practically share the gospel with somebody? I don't use formulas or anything like that. I just pray. Yep. And then, uh, you know, engage people in the conversation. And and sometimes it just n- goes nowhere. But sometimes you just find this point of connection. And, um, for, ex- for example, yesterday I was out with Matt and I met this woman and, and I said, you know, would you like a Bible? It's, you know, would you like a Bible? It's all about Jesus. And she said, Yes. I would really love a Bible. So with that tone, we got talking and um, she and, and I said, you know, the world needs Jesus. And, you know, we're talking, and she said, it sure does. She said, I'm a counsellor and it's just shocking what is happening. And then she, it turned out that, you know, she was Catholic, so this might be preempting question, but I grew up Catholic too. And uh, so we just had that point of connection, so I shared my testimony then. But it's like asking the Holy Spirit, you know, before you go out, before, beginning of your day, you know, your words are precious, your meetings are precious, they're seen by God, he's with you. Just um, take hold of his hand and, and go into it. But, yeah. That's so good. I think that's a, that's a beautiful thing. To start with prayer, though, isn't it? Like when it when it comes to actually anything that we do, talking to God first and saying, "Hey, God, guide me," because I, I completely agree. There is no formula, 
every person's different. They're going to they're gonna answer the questions differently. They're going to talk to you differently. Some are going uh, gonna to be more hostile to it. Others are going to be more open to it. But you're trusting the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you uh, in that moment and asking the right questions and maybe having some key scriptures in mind or different things. Some other thoughts that you guys would have. Um, obviously, as we've said, it's, it is good... You know, when you're just not just going on the street, and you're just sort of going up to someone and just want to start talking to them. It's great to be able to give them something, and that's why it's fantastic that we've got the Word of God to give in a small form. Um, so that's obviously a, a tool. There's tracks you can use. I mean, um, there's also apps nowadays. Uh, um, there's someone who I know that uses it very effectively. Um, and I do actually have the app. It's called Way of Life. So there are, are apps, and particularly sometimes dealing with perhaps the younger generation, that can be helpful. They might like that sort of with the technology and just being able to... Basically, it's a gospel presentation. Yeah. Um, and you've got it on your phone and you can just work through that with people. Um, and that's really effective too. Um, some people obviously do, you know, they might do a bit of testimony or share their, their testimony or music. That's something that um, uh, some other people I know that do uh, outreach use that effectively um, as part of, part of witnessing. Um, some do prayer walks. Uh, you know, there are, there are different ways. It's not just always just handing out... Um, uh, you know, or just just being there, thinking you've got to share the gospel with someone. Yeah, there's effective tools to to use. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I've always, I have have always been challenged by is when Jesus it says in the Bible that he was a friend of publicans and sinners. And when I used to read that, I used I really thought about that because I thought, why was it that Jesus was a friend of publicans and sinners? And I think. One of the reasons was is because, well, obviously he was interested in people and he loved people. But I think as a person, you've got to get, you've got to have a sort of a general all-round knowledge of life. You've got to try and educate yourself and, and be in a position where you can have conversations with people and, and, um, and be able to have whether it's news or whether it's sport or whatever it is, where you can have some connection points. Because you don't want to go in hard and start... We're not about Bible bashing, but it's about building trust. If you can build trust with someone and someone hears your heart and reads your heart and senses that you care about them and you listen, then it just automatically builds a platform to start to share your life with them. And then they really want to... like. My 91-year-old neighbour, he looks forward to my visits because we laugh and, and you know, I'll drop the odd swear word. Uh, I, will, I will connect with him. Like, I'm not religious. The fact is that you've got to be able to connect with people in a way that they can... They, they feel comfortable. And, you know, and, and I just think Jesus just had that ability to draw people in and, and he wasn't judgmental. He wasn't caught up in his own belief and, and, and not be able to relate to people. you just got to be able to have a heart for people and a love for people. And it doesn't take long before you, you, you're having these amazing conversations. And, always, and one of my favourite lines is, you can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. 
and you can actually know the creator. You can have a personal relationship because people's concept of God is that he's angry, he's, there, there's, uh, we're under judgment, we're all doomed, we're all going to hell. I mean, we've just got to break through all that of religious garbage and, and, and get to the connection point that you were created in the image of God and you can connect with him and he loves you. And uh, he cares about you. So be a friend yeah. to publicans and sinners. Yeah. And, and, and don't, don't be so religious in your thinking, but just, you know, be free. Yeah. And uh, have a sense of humour and, and, and connect. Yeah, that, that's good, Kev. I, I call it real and relevant. Be real and relevant with people. Yeah. And, and you, it'll be reciprocal. They'll, they'll, they'll. I think if they think that you've got the agenda and... You know, you're going to sort of try and force or encroach something upon someone. Then that's when they might they'll back off. And yeah, you can still be powerful and effective. It's not to say you know, the power of the Holy Spirit can really you know work. It's not as you have to be you know ambi pamby, but but um, I think being just relevant um, and listening to the Holy Spirit. That's good. I got hooked the other day. I was in the plaza and uh, there was an um, evangelist that was in there operating and he goes to me, he just come up to me and just goes, hey, sir, you having a good day? And I said, yeah, I'm having a good day. Big smile on his face and he said, uh, do you believe you've got meaning in your life and purpose? And I said, yeah, I do actually. And he said, uh, have you ever been to church before? I said, yeah, I have. I've been to church before. And he kept going on and he was hooking me with all these questions that was going on and I just kept him going because I was so excited to see somebody so bold and passionate in the plaza and he's going on, he's probably on his 20th question. And I said to him, you know what, I've got to come clean, I'm a Christian. And he said, oh brother, praise God, that's awesome. And I've got to tell you something else, I'm a pastor as well. And he laughed and we laughed together and uh, he told me where he went to church and he said, pastor, pray for me. And I thought, I thought, no, no, I want you to pray for me because you're bold in the plaza sharing your faith and I just think it's fantastic. But it was like what you said, it was friendly, it was relevant. He wasn't weird, he just had a smile on his face and I think there's all different elements. You can share your story, your testimony. That's, that's not confronting when you're just sharing what God's done in your life. You can share a scripture that would encourage them, that would tell them that, hey, like what Kev said before, God's not angry at you, God loves you. You can share so many different ways. You can ask questions. You can listen to them. And you've you got to think to yourself, hey, I'm part of a chain of events for this person's salvation. I don't have to lock it down and do the salvation prayer all in this two-minute period. I might be part of the chain, but if we've prayed like Jeanette said, I'm, I'm being led by God to open it up. You know, coming to a, a bit of a close with it, have you ever had moments where... You feel like you've had to defend God. And you're like, oh, I've got to, I've got to respond to this. Or this person's responded a certain way. Or you, you felt on the back foot. Or you felt like you didn't know what to say. And, and, and what have you done in those moments? How have you helped yourself just relax and remind yourself how to respond in that moment? Because I think some of us, a bit like what we've said before, we, we don't evangelize because we get worried about what would happen in that moment where I don't have the words to say. I don't have the answer to that. Or I'm getting frustrated with how they're doing it. How do you help yourself in that moment be spirit-led and, and come back to just the basics? I've always believed that God speaks in spite of us. And so at the end of the day, all we have to be as a witness, 
We don't have to convince anyone to give their life to Jesus. We don't have to, we don't, all we have to do is be a witness of him and leave the results to Jesus. So I reckon God speaks in spite of us. So he can use anything in any situation to connect with someone. So like you just said, Ben, we're just part of a process. And uh, as we just keep planting those seeds. So that's, I just always remind myself, I'm just a witness. I'm not here to convince them. I'm a witness. Let Jesus take care of the results. And it's okay not to know what to do. Yeah, just relax in that and show love. You can't often do anything in that moment because that person's on a journey. But if you show love at that moment, just say, you know, something to just bless that person. Um, You know, that's all you can do, you know. Apollos watered and Paul preached or whatever, but God gives the increase. Amen. A final encouragement. What would you say to us with as we're coming to a close today when it comes to evangelizing? How would you encourage us to be able to, to do that more actively in our world? Well, you can come and talk to us. And if you want to come out and have a go at doing the district work, just to, I know Jeanette's probably even more passionate than me. But there is a real sense of joy, you know, when you go, you know, you know when you do something good or you're out there giving the community or um, it comes back to you. And, and, you know, we could be all day telling you stories, but just come out and out and do it and step out of the boat and water. And, and, and it's OK if, if you, you know, you feel you want to come out and maybe pray at first or something. That's fine, too. You know, you don't you don't. It's fine. But um, but God. You know, we're no different. God uses all of us, um, different situations, and and He'll, the Holy Spirit will will help you and will lead you. And we go out in in twos anyway, so you're not on your own if you want to have a go at doing that. We had a guy that came out yesterday, who was someone I know, and uh, he was he was just he was amazing. He was so excited. He was just he really sort of showed me up a bit. Been doing it a while and. Um, and he, he just enjoyed it so much. Um, That's yeah. good. I, just, I always just remind myself, we can change the world one life at a time. So don't get overwhelmed by the magnitude of the, the mission field. Just think, Jesus said, leave the 99 and go after the one. So let's just go after the one. And if we all do our part, we can change the world. Yeah, so true. You, can't, you don't have to do everything, but just do something. And, you know, um, yeah, so. And, you know, we're involved in community at different levels. Um, If you're feeling isolated, then ask God, what can I do to reach out to the community? Mary's got a group that goes out at Springwood on a Wednesday lunchtime. Go and join her. Um, And I just encourage young people, come out with us and street evangelise because... You know, we're old. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it would be so good to have some young people with us yeah. because we do encounter young people and, yeah, yeah there a is a connection. People. It's it's so good, mm. it, you mm. know, and you and God mm. grows you through it, yeah. you know. It's the yeah. training ground. Yeah. and So mm, just good. just start doing it. Don't worry if you don't know, if you make a mistake. I do it all the time. But just nestle close to Jesus. They help me to do it better. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
That's so good. We probably have more. Do yeah. evangelism, but do friendship better. Mm. You yeah. Know, love the world better. Love God better. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. No, I love it. It's great. <laughs> Preach it, Jeanette. It's great. <laughs> I think we want to be passionate about it. And we all have friends and families and neighbors and work colleagues and people that are in our world. And it's like, that's who God has put in your world. That's your sphere. That's your opportunity. And we said this last week, it's great to go to a great event and there's an evangelist that comes in and they do all the work and we brought a great crowd. But we know that the reality is that friendships and family members and people that we have relationship with, they have a better percentage chance of going on with their faith if they're connected with a believer. And so see your group, see your sphere as your mission field. See them as an opportunity to be able to share their faith, your faith and love them well and help them to come to know Jesus. And if we all do that together, imagine the flow and effect one at a time of what can happen in that moment. So Jeanette, why don't you pray for us? Why don't you stand with this church and let's pray. I'll let Jeanette pray for us and pray for boldness over every one of us as we share our faith boldly in the days to come. Father, we so thank you for sending you sending Jesus and Jesus that you came for us. You came for this whole world and we know the joy of knowing you but there is a deeper joy in helping others to know you. It's so precious. So Lord, whatever it takes, may we be willing to just love you and love others as you designed and, and desire that we do. Uh, it's all for you, but it's for them, Lord God. It's for us. It's for everyone. It's for this world. You loved it so much. You've given us everything we need for life and godliness. So cleanse our hearts. Transform our hearts. Fill our hearts with the love of God. As Paul said, it's the love of God compels me. So, Father, let the love of God compel us out into the world, not in it to love people into the kingdom as you did for us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Would you thank this panel and every one of them for their contribution today?